When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Phil Mackey. Well, size isn't everything, I guess. Judd Zolgad. He's white. As white as you folks. With empty eyes and a big hollow voice. He looked traveling around with a mean old house. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions. But these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, gentlemen. I'm going to need a ruling here in a couple minutes on a Judd-related prediction. All it's right. going to have to go to, to write that down court. Okay. A prediction from Judd or about Judd? About Judd. Oh, an about Judd prediction oh, that came okay. off the board. I here. thought yep. you were saying that a prediction I made. All right. Uh, no, you you had nothing come off the board this week. Listeners had nothing come off the board this week. Dave had a bunch of stuff. I have one that's in question. And remember, we take listener submissions every week. So if you have, if you want to go on the record and you want to make predictions and and uh, take part in our batting average uh, competition here, just email us Mackie and Judd at fifteen hundred ESPN dot com, and uh, we will we'll filter them out. Sometimes we. Sometimes, like this week, we only have one, unless somebody wants to submit one here last minute, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll check. But let's start with Dave Harrigan, who had uh, a few things come off the board here. We'll start with the negative. You said, go for softball, will advance to a super regional. Yeah. Yeah. Did they get close? Maybe if it was Division Two. Yeah, they, they got to the final of the regional, right. but fell to Washington. Yeah. Uh, then you also said a year ago, this is a double for me. The 2018 finals will feature the Warriors and the Cavs. Yeah. Only a double? Well, come on. That's incredibly predictable. I'd give him a bunt single, but that's okay. Give it's, him a double. It's a double. It's a double. I don't know. I, I mean, you I take mean, injuries into account, one injury could have derailed the whole thing. Surprised I, I didn't think it's at least that. a triple, frankly. No, I think it's a double. We're splitting the difference here. You say triple, you say single, I say double. It's the, it's, it's the average. It's, it's an extra base hit. You're doing well this season. You're leading. I'm not happy at the triple. Yeah. Give me Pelicans or something like that. I, I'd give you a home well, run. That would have been wrong, Judd. I'd give I, don't you a home pick, run. I don't make wrong predictions. Oh, that's not Except true. That's what I do. Well, you said Danica Patrick will be involved in a wreck that ends her Indy 500. Yeah. That's a single. Oh, <laughs> BS! <laughs> Come on. B. Now, now she, hasn't, she hasn't driven in that race in like six years, and she's not give, good. Now, I would, I would say that's worth a double more than the NBA prediction. 
<laughs> I think that's more of a double than right, the NBA. Right. For, that's all yeah, right. that's we'll, not bad. We'll give you we'll give you an extra base yeah. hit there. You guys, I just got I just got you an extra base hit. You unappreciative. No, I'm appreciative of you actually having my back for once in the history of writing that down. This is the first this time. This is the first this time. That's a, it's that's a unbelievable how much we all try to cheat. Well, I shouldn't say we because I want you guys to succeed, but no, you, you two don't. cheering for your no. own teammates okay, to but, lose. But if you had to pick, you had here's the Indy 500. And you have to pick one thing. Like, what's the thing that you would put money on? It's a prop bet. Isn't Danica Patrick not finishing the race because of a crash the number one thing on that list? No, it would be Danica Patrick finishes like 15th. That would be be pretty good. Okay. I'll give you a double. I think it's a double. Okay. It's a double. Uh, And then, and this is another extra base hit. This could be a single. I'm going to say it's a double. Uh, You said Miguel Sano's first at bat back will be either a home run or a strikeout. Winning K. Yeah. I think like the percentages would say that about half the time those are the outcomes. And so we'll give you double for that. So you could have popped up or drawn a walk or gotten yeah, hit by a pitch or something. I'm surprised by that. All right. Here's where we need a ruling. It's a single. Whoa. Just got a very unflattering gesture from the producer. <laughs> very unflattering. Don't Yet forget, well I had your back on Danica. <laughs> Go ahead, Phil. All right. Here it is. Well, I got one wrong. I said the Rockets. I said the Rockets will win the the NBA title in five games or fewer. So it's gonna be tough for that to happen. <laughs> yes, uh, but Not then next year won't. I said Judd will recommend by June first on fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. He will recommend the Twins trade Brian Dozier. Here's the copy. Okay. Okay. This is from May. Twins. This is the headline. Twins struggles come a year later than expected. So could significant changes follow? Good headline. Good like stuff. Yeah, it's good. I wrote that headline. It's good. Hooks you right in. You want to read oh, more. Oh, right yeah. there I'm saying, what's wrong with this team? Falvey and Levine did get heat when they traded closer Brandon Kinsler to Washington and starter Jaime Garcia to the Yankees as the Twins struggled near the trade deadline last year. But it was logical to assume more deals would have been made if the team had been hopelessly out of the race. Brian Dozier would have been shopped that uh, had been chopped that off season. That, okay, this off season, yeah. um, and almost certainly would have been dealt right, like mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. That's why you had to wonder if Falvey and Levine were thrilled by the early success or slightly annoyed because ultimately it created expectations and slowed their ability to make changes that a non-contending team would have made to improve the organization. Dozier will be a free agent after the year, and if the twin spiral continues, the second baseman will be shopped off to a contender. Uh, shipped off to a contender for prospects. Man, I love to hear my pros. The prediction was Judd will recommend the Twins trade Brian Dozier by June first. I don't. I would. I, need a ruling. I, I would say you're you're you're, you're kind of objective. Like, here? You're predicting what's happening. Being objective more here, than a recommendation. I I would say the answer is is no. I'm not. I mean, I'm just putting the pieces to, together of what might happen. But I'm not this weighing. Is hard because I'm he, not he weighing wrote the article. I think I'm not weighing. In, in my opinion, I wasn't weighing in about it. I was just saying that it's logical to assume that he would be shipped off to a contender if things continue to go poorly. Yeah, I'm sorry, Phil, but I hate to say I actually agree with Judd here. He didn't specifically say they should trade him. He's predicting it that was, it will happen. Tonight's if it was column, one of those, you know, patented Zolgad colon hammerhead. Well, hold on a second. You know, shop Dozier or else. So you said by June 1st I'd write this? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I, I was going to say I could get, get home today and do that column for you. I think the spirit of it would be that, like, Twins by need the time to trade we do Dozier this, ASAP. No. Okay. But, it's really close, but I don't think it quite fits. 
All right, let me mark it as a loss. This is tough. I'm having a rough write that down season here. This is. I just I'm this is not. being objective here. I if I had said, and I can see within the next two weeks or so. God dang it! That column being written by me. Time to trade. Doge. Uh, Dave's hitting 400 now and slugging 673. Mm-hmm. Judd's batting 286, slugging over 600. And I'm down mm-hmm. to 207, slugging under 400. You're having the year I had last year. Yeah. The listeners are batting 276 and slugging over 500. Our guests are batting 286 as well and slugging 455. So, all right. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Start with Judd. Okay. I will uh, start with the write that down that I promised you in the nine o'clock hour. It is simply this. LeBron James will be named MVP of the NBA Finals no matter what happens to the Cavs. So win or lose, LeBron James will become one of the very rare players, if not the first, I'm not sure, but to be MVP of the NBA Finals no matter what happens. Let's see, these are the same, it's the writers in the media that votes on this, right? Yes, and you might be right. They might not have the the guts, but they should do it. These are the same writers in media. I think it's the writers who vote on NBA MVP. And they so James Harden is James Harden's going to wind up with more MVP votes than LeBron James. Did you watch those guys play in the playoffs? Those are not the same player. LeBron James. So my guess is the writers are going to cop out and they're going to say, "Well, it's got to come from a winning team." I just sounded like Marv Albert there. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? Yes. (laughs) Does it have to come from a winning team? Yes. I wrote down the same exact thing, except with a slightly different addendum. LeBron James will be the NBA Finals MVP, despite his Cavaliers losing in either four or five games. Okay. Wow. Okay. That would the be even more will unprecedented. will not go past five, and yeah. LeBron will be your MVP. So if, even, they, if they get swept impressive. and he averages, just hypothetically, let's say he averages 48 points and like a triple-double, mm-hmm. and they lose... And nobody on the Warriors, everyone's kind of in that 20 points, and they're all kind of contributing evenly. He's clearly the most valuable player on the floor for either team, right? Yep. But So then it'll just come down to writer's philosophy. Do they do they deviate? Write this down. All right, write this down. Since we're going down the LeBron James path, I'm going to look forward a year from now. The Rockets, with LeBron James, will beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals next year, and the Celtics... In the NBA Finals. Oh, that's a home run. Multi-team parlay. Home run right there. That's gutsy. Rockets with run. LeBron will beat. So if they do it without LeBron, then I guess I lose. But with yes. LeBron, if they do it with Paul George, yep. maybe I should. I don't know. I'm going to leave it I'm going to leave it if like this. If you leave it like okay. this, that is a grand slam home run. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Byron Buxton, who I, I saw that uh, the Twins were saying something like, well, we're going to wait four or five days and then see how things are going as if in 10 days he's coming back. Byron Buxton will be out until at least July 1st, if not later. So Byron Buxton will not play for the Twins. He might rehab. He probably will. He might go to Rochester. But he will not play again for the Twins until at least July 1st. Okay. So this is not going to be hey, in four days. Hey, your toe's better, buddy. Let's get you back in the lineup. Yeah. Write this down. And write it down. You like writing do that, things down? Idiots. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to face two weeks of minor league pitching minimum. Yes, for sure. All right, Dave. It certainly failed with Gopher softball, but I'll double down with Gopher baseball. Gopher baseball wins the regional and a super regional. Whoa, whoa! So, so they're go- the Gopher baseball series? college world series. We're going yes. to Omaha. It's happening. Whoa. Okay, and That's this enough. is this has never happened for John Anderson. Right? He's never gotten to the college world series. No. 
No Big Ten teams, aside from Indiana in like 2015. Michigan did it or something. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It is happening, though. No, this is a home run. Yeah, but this is happening. No, I'm saying if, you get, if you're right about this, that you, it's another home run. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, write this down. I'll give you a Byron Buxton oh, no, one. Rosenblatt. I'm going to go further than you did, Judd, on your Byron Buxton prediction. He won't play until after the All-Star break for the Twins. Okay. So, he's, so he'll be out another at least couple weeks from where you predicted. Byron Buxton will not play for the Twins until at least... After the All-Star break. Write this okay. down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. We all know that feel-good stories often have to come to an end. The Vegas Golden Knights will not make the NHL playoffs next season. Wow. The Vegas Knights will go from the feel-good story. Heck, there's a chance they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They very well might. But what happened in, to the Kings, right? Didn't the Kings yeah, win the Cup it's and happened they missed before. the Exactly. But at 2018-19, they're going to lose the slipper. Clock's going to strike midnight, and they won't even make the playoffs. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. The subject of today's game show will test our very own intern, Max, in a subject that he is, frankly, I would say, an absolute expert in. Okay. Throwing big interceptions in high school football? Well, there's that. I I didn't say there were big interceptions because you have to play in big games to throw big interceptions, but he threw interceptions. We knew that. That's deep. Anyway, uh, they will test his knowledge in a subject of which he is an expert. However, there are six questions. He will get no more than three of them correct. He will be stumped by yours truly. An immediate right will it Will it be due to Game Show Friday debut pressure or his lack of knowledge within the subject? Perhaps pressure, perhaps being a little rusty, perhaps maybe boasting and talking up a big game which he can't back up. Uh, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that on the table. Savaging the intern, I Write can handle down. it. Write it down. You like writing things man. down. Uh, and the final one, it's not nearly as uh, flashy as Dave's prediction. I think the Twins before the July thirty first. I'll say before the August third, because sometimes these deals come in in August. So the Twins between now and the uh, August thirty first waiver deadline will trade at least four players from their twenty five man roster. Okay, at least four players or. F- I, from their 40-man roster, because like Irvin Santana could be on that list, and he's on the 40-man. So from the 40-man roster. Okay. Uh, one listener prediction from Dustin that came in, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. He predicts Jarek McKinnon will lead the NFL uh, running backs collection in receptions this year. So Jer- who would he sign with again? 49ers. 49ers. Yep. The Jarek McKinnon Man, will, uh, will lead NFL running backs in receptions this year. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Good session, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to get to a scoop in about 45 minutes with Doogie, too. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. I don't want to get any messages. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. Prepare to be dazzled. On 1500 ESPN. DCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd. I got a question for you, Philip. My sport of hockey's got plenty of problems, um, but I've noticed a continuing pattern in the NBA that can't be considered good, and it happens during the finals. And as I remember, it happened a lot last year, and it certainly happened in Game One, rightfully so, last night. And that is um, Van Gundy and Jackson spend a lot of every game discussing how screwed up the rules are in the NBA and how poor the officiating is. And Mike Breen, the play-by-play guy, almost tries 
to roadblock it at times. Like he's been told, defend him, defend him, defend him. And so he'll say, well, people can't be perfect. And Van Gundy, who's very good, comes back and says, I don't expect him to be perfect. Just be smart. Make good calls. Yeah. What is, as far more of a basketball connoisseur and fan than I am, What's your feeling about the fact that you that when you get to your marquee event, you, you have you have two of, of the biggest voices in the sport basically critiquing officiating constantly? I love the honesty from the broadcast crew. So I don't want that to go away. I never want it to be like local, you know, local network affiliates that are just trying to cover up what you're seeing on TV, which you see with a lot of the Fox Sports affiliates where oh, there's nothing to see here. Uh, look over here. Hey, oh, look over here. That Let's put up a graphic. Yep, exactly. Let's roll on a graphic. So if if everyone in America who's watching thinks that's a really bad call or holy cow, that official in that moment, you know, probably should have consulted one of his uh, fellow, whatever, they should call it like they see it. So I have no problem with the broadcast crew calling it like they see it. There's been a lot of tension in the last couple of years between players and officials in the NBA. There's been more technical fouls than um, than players feel are warranted. They're just there's a lot of I think players are writing officials a lot harder now than they ever have, and officials' errors are being shown on a much larger scale because of look at the TVs we're watching. Not to turn this into a TCL ad, but we're watching a 4K screen right yeah, you now. Can see everything. Yep. So when they slow it down and you're looking at this super slow-mo replay that, that didn't exist 20 years ago and you're seeing, oh man, like there's this little, wow, we saw that slap on the wrist a lot more clearly than we ever would have on our 27-inch box TVs, these Those Zeniths. Black and from, were good, right? Don't know what so you're talking about. I think you're to a point, Not this is not to excuse the officiating last night because there are, there are three or four. If you're talking about the NBA Finals and supposedly the best officials in the world, they shouldn't have bungled two or three of the calls that they bungled. Now, ultimately, in defense of the guys on the court last night, when they went to the review, is is Le- is LeBron inside the restricted area or not? From there, it goes to New York. So the guys in New York are the ones that said, oh, actually, he wasn't in the restricted area, but we're going to reverse this call. Um, but, they're, but they're culpable, too. Like, those, the officials who were in New York are, those are the guys who are saying very subjectively, this is a coin flip, but we're going to change it from heads to tails right here. So let, let me take what you said, though. I want to let's just jump into an episode of the Hot Take Cops because I want to ask you this question again. Hot Take Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in Hot Take Court. All right. So we do not we do not have an arrest warrant here for Judd Zolga. This is just. We're just uh, covering our bases, doing our due diligence. Okay, the hot take police. We do not. We don't even have a search warrant. We just want to ask you a few was questions. I speeding, okay, officer. What was I doing wrong? You tweeted last night, dear NHL and Gary Bettman, I owe you an apology. I thought your league wasn't very well run, but after watching Game One of the NBA Finals, it's clear I was wrong. Insinuating the NHL is a better run league than the NBA. Mm-hmm. We would just like to ask officer, what state of mind you were in when officer, you made these comments on Twitter. Uh, there's an old saying. Don't now remember, you're speaking to a hot take police I know, officer. I know, I, Anything I, you say I know, can and will be used against you in hot take I know, take but I, fe- I feel that I owe the truth here. There's an old saying. Don't go to bed mad and don't drive mad. Because when you do, you tend to do dumb things. In retrospect, I tweeted very angry. I was very angry. <laughs> It was an NHL-like 
situation and to make my point. Sometimes to make your point, sometimes you got to go off the cliff a little bit. Okay. I went off the cliff and I was, I was, I'm not kidding you though. And this is the funniest thing about it. I was legitimately mad. Yeah. Officer Harrigan's going to come in here too, just, you know, just for some, just to make sure that <laughs> who's you- a good cop, bad cop. It's national donut day. It's perfect. <laughs> Can uh, I have a donut? A lot of officers are very upset with you right now. That's not true. <laughs> they all know the cliche. I mean, okay. I, I, okay, so I was trying sounds to... Sounds like you're admitting that maybe you I were was, going a little fast back there. I, oh, I was. Okay. I was trying to I was, I was trying to convey a point on something I was that upset about, and that was the, the gong show at the end of that game was National Hockey League-like, though, with the amount of things that went wrong. And that people did that were just stupid. Yeah, it, the biggest difference I saw last night between the NBA and the NHL is at least the NBA has its three best players playing in its most important and watched game. Uh, this the is NHL's, not a referendum the, on the, the NHL. The NHL's right now. best no. player is literally sitting in the North Pole right now, mm-hmm. just north of. This Edmonton. is not a time. This is not a referendum on the National <laughs> Hockey League and Gary Bettman. The time will come for that, I'm sure. Very okay, soon. We'll let you off with a warning here. Yeah, unless, I was unless Officer Harrigan disagrees. But I, was, I think we'll I let you mad. off with a warning here. Look, I, just because the NBA cuts you off in traffic, that doesn't give you the right to then flip or, you know, fly around, give them the bird, and cut them off too, okay? I caused an accident. Yeah. You I did. then got out and beat up the fellow driver. <laughs> I pulled him from his car yeah. by the shirt collar and delivered several punches. Yeah, I could I could go to the you I could police clinker. But I mean I saw what happened and frankly he deserved it. So yeah, it's a warning. Although, it's although a warning. David, congratulations because last night for all the times that that you said replaying sports is stupid and yes, shouldn't be around. And I'm right. And I don't completely agree. Well, last should. night you were right. Of course I was. Reviewing that last night was basically the definition of why you don't like yeah. the system. And I'm the, I'm probably the most pro replay guy in the room here and that just felt like a really dirty odd way to go Review a call. Love that you're coming around. You're Start, coming around how, to my side. side. How about the people in Secaucus possibly saying, hey, guys, you know what? LeBron's foot was not near the the restricted line. We shouldn't even be looking at this. Now, I know they can, but how about the common sense thing saying, this looks really bad. Like, you you completely look like you're trying to cover your tracks through us. Yeah. He's not near that line. But then how many times do they review a ball that gets tipped out of bounds, and then they go back and see that, oh, actually, this guy got trucked by a power forward, that's and that's why the ball flew out of bounds, and we can't call it because we're just reviewing right. whether it's right. out of bounds and who it's off of. Um, you know, I actually, after some thinking last night, I'm going to I'm gonna concede one point to diehard hockey fans who said basketball's boring and too predictable. That would have been way more fun last night if it was two random teams. If that was Raptors and Blazers so last night, it would have been hockey. so don't, much more fun. You don't have to vent. You don't God, have to Damian vent. Damian Lillard and Your sport today is DeMar in the crosshairs and deserves to be. <laughs> you don't have to vent against my sport. Why can't we Why can't we acknowledge that both sports have some serious flaws? Because I'm not defending hockey here. Does the NBA really have serious flaws? After what I saw last night, absolutely. Serious flaws? The NBA absolutely. has an officiating review loophole. Okay, but but and, what I was trying to say before was was the, the two main analysts on the network that covers them have spent last year's final and now game one telling you through a lot of the telecast how bad the officiating is or the rules are. So the NBA's biggest problem is they have really honest color commentators. Why can't you ever admit to the fact that things might be screwed up in a sport you like? They're not screwed up in the NBA. They had bad officiating last night. But they've like, had, there's a difference between bad officiating. But Van Gundy doesn't like the rules, too. 
He doesn't like the. It goes okay. beyond officiating. He doesn't like the rules. I don't as like. Well. I don't like. And the, he knows a lot. I don't like the, the rule in hockey where I can just drop my See, gloves and punch somebody in the face. It always comes back and to not hockey. go to jail. It always comes back to hockey. <laughs> Cleanse your mind of your hate for hockey right now, and we can. We can. Hey, LeBron was great. It was an entertaining game. But I still went to bed mad because of factors that, that, that included things that could probably be cleaned up pretty easily. What do you think Connor McDavid was doing last night? Out to eat with some friends? You can't help yourself, can you? Maybe, uh, you maybe out in the yourself. wilderness of What are you of proving right now? What are you proving right now? Maybe building a bonfire what to keep you, warm? What are you proving right now? I hate the fact he's not in the playoffs. I've told it's you that. so dumb. All right. I've told you that. I'm with you. There are flaws in every single sport. I'm just trying to fix them all. You're piling on. Stuff, what's, what's next? What's next in stuff? Maybe we'll check in on the uh, Stanley Cup ratings and that hockey hotbed of Phoenix, Arizona, or something like that. I don't know. They should move them. <laughs> move them. Uh, we will. I'm with you. <laughs> we will talk about big changes coming to a couple mid-major basketball leagues. And Jimmy Kimmel had NBA mean tweets last night, and they were delightful. Hang on, Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Well, you don't really have a choice. On 1500 ESPN. Now back to Mackie and Judd, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. This is going to be my happy place. On 1500 ESPN. And Stuff You Should Know About is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. Want a great job with benefits? UPS is hiring part-time package handlers throughout the Twin Cities. $15 per hour and up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Apply at UPSjobs.com. Mackie and Judd Show, give me a go-no-go for Stuff You Should Know About. Hosts, go. Producer, we're go. Technical, go. Music, go. Volume, go. The actual stuff, we are go. Control, we are a go. You are clear to launch stuff you should know about. We are go for launch. All right, Dave Harrigan, time to launch, I guess. It is time to launch, Judd Zolgad. Let's do that. Uh, you guys are familiar with the Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets thing. Mm-hmm. Celebrities yep. read uh, mean tweets about them as it sounds, and it's funny. Everybody has a good has a good laugh at the horrible things people say on Twitter. Last night it was NBA edition 2018, and I have a bunch of these. I'll sprinkle them throughout. How about, how about we start right here at home, our own guy Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has my most hated player in the league award. Ugly <laughs> What the is that on his head? He looked dirty as <laughs> Well done, Jimmy. Well done. One more before we uh, move on. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith is what happens when a human tries to be a caps lock button. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's absolutely I like spot that one. on. That's not mean. It's accurate. Um, congratulations to the uh, state of Delaware. We now have a reason to go to the state of Delaware. We've got gambling, boys. It's starting on Tuesday. Tuesday, right? State of Delaware, they're the first to flip the switch. Who wants to go? Let's do it. So I'm uh, actually still going to go to Vegas. How does it work, though? You can go to Delaware. Can you do it online yet, or is it just like at a casino somewhere? I think you got to be in person as of yet, but who knows? That could change. Yeah, I think at some point we're going to have to open this up so I can just pop my phone and start driving through Delaware, and I want to put a couple couple bets on obscure sports. Might want to put a couple bets on obscure sports like mid-major college basketball, right? Some uh, some good idea there? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be more interesting towards the end of last year. The mid-majors are getting sick and tired of being ignored by the NCAA tournament boys. They want more than just that one team that's forced in to be in the tournament, so they're changing things. Specifically, Conference USA and the West Coast Conference altering how they do their scheduling. 
Stick with me on this one. We'll start with Conference USA. 14 teams, they have an 18 team or 18 game regular season schedule within the conference. So it's going to start with 14 games. You play everybody plus one geographical rival you'll play a home and home with. All right. So that's okay. 13 games plus the one home and home. And that means you got 14. After that, they're going to group teams into seeding. So they'll take the top five teams in the conference at that point, And those five teams for the final regular season games will each play each other. So the one seed plays the two, three, four, five. The two plays the okay. one, three, to four, five. To try and five, jack blah, blah. up the RPI a little exactly. bit. Exactly. It's exactly what they're doing. West Coast Conference is doing something a little bit different, but basically the same thing where they're, they're taking... They're just getting rid of all of the teams that aren't Gonzaga and St. Mary's, and they, they just play each other yeah, ten times? Basically. They're, they're taking your Gonzaga's, the team that finishes yeah. at the top of the conference the year before. Yep. They play everybody twice, except the teams at the bottom of the conference. I got bad news for them. It's still not going to work. They're still going to get, yeah, they're they're gonna gonna get their team in. Crappy teams. Yeah, they're going to get their team in, and then they're going to get screwed, and they're going to be mad. How about instead of playing fourteen conference games, how about play eight, and then schedule Duke, Kansas, and West Virginia a few times, and try to beat those teams? And then if you do, St. Mary's or whatever random directional school from Conference USA. This seems like a, a lot of work to not get the desired result. Or the desired teams we want into the sure. Into the yeah, they're not going right? to see the. You know what? We're going to leave out a Big Ten team because uh, West Coast Conference just looks so damn good yeah. this year. Man, uh, I mean, so what? The West Coast Conference, Gonzaga's at the top, and then St. Mary's gets in once in a while. St. Mary's will pop up. Yep. Is San is San Diego State maybe another team in that conference? Other than that, are there any other teams that even flirt with name, the NCAA? Name the West Coast Conference teams. <laughs> Santa Clara. Yes, Long, uh, Long Beach State. Yeah, Dan Munson, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they're still not going to get their way. Sorry. All right. Good luck. Woo! Clayton Kershaw is back, sort of, kind of. He was pitching yesterday. Couldn't top ninety on the gun, but I guess in his last inning, he struck out the side throwing nothing but junk. He decided, I'm done with this fastball. I'm just going to throw breaking balls and get everybody anyway. And now his tightness in his back that apparently might be a big deal or might not. Oh, but really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is tightness in his back. Guy. Tightness in Tiger's back yesterday. Everything's fine on that front. Things okay. aren't going. The, the tightness in Kershaw's back is a lot worse than the tightness in this Tiger's back. This is very yeah. bad for Clayton. And Everything's Tiger. fine. Okay. I don't know. He's like three off the lead right now. If you if you take away, yeah, he's just trying to loosen up. Phil. He's just trying to loosen up. He, Ow! It's cold. Where are they playing? Mirfield. I gotta lay yeah, down. It's, it's cold. Can They're I play out. this whole laying down? Yeah, Mirfield. It's like below. It's below freezing out there. Actually, that's not true. No, it's not. Everyone's at all. back no, is sore. No, it, it, no. Clayton Kershaw and Tiger Woods' backs are a huge. Concern. Okay, like I just turned it on for a little while. Everyone had a glove on, at least one hand. It's cold. That's funny, Joe. Because I wear gloves. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> More mean tweets. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen has the face of a man that's been through some. <laughs> but see that, it's true. That, that's good. And he has been, right? Is he broke? Smith and Pippen ones are good. Didn't Pippen go, Pippen went broke, right? Pippen like blew all right. of his fortune and got into some bad deals. Probably, I don't remember. Kevin Love. I need someone to blame, so I'll go with Old Faithful. This is all Kevin Love's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Sign Glenn Taylor. Yeah, I like the, that a lot. From the burner account of Glenn Taylor. <laughs> I was so excited when I read this story yesterday on Deadspin. NCAA rule limiting reporters to one tweet per inning for the NCAA baseball tournament. Wait, what? What? It was 
was all the rage on Twitter. Reporters complaining that there was a rule by the NCAA that said we don't allow a lot of you know real time reporting of the game. You can't steal the play by play call. You can't do that. And we're kind of treating Twitter like it's a blog. You can't just say, hey, oh here's what happened God. with every batter. Fire everybody. So, what? one uh, tweet obs- per inning. Uh, here's an obscure sport that we're trying to limit coverage of during its peak moment of interest. All right. Here's the problem. Apparently, it's all bogus. Apparently, this might have been a rule a long time ago, like at the very advent of Twitter. But the NCAA came out, David uh, Warlock is his name, the Director of Media Coordination slash Statistics, tweeted that basically this is all bogus. You can go ahead and tweet whatever you want. Okay. It's great. Do live yeah. tweeting of the games. That's fun. Have, uh, have, have a great time doing it. That made me so upset. That it's that it's Why? that it's not the rule. Why are you upset? Because about there's this? nothing worse than a beat writer live <laughs> tweeting every bleeping thing that happens at every bleeping game they cover. I mostly agree before. with I agree with the sports that people are watching in mass. But I mean, college baseball, I don't think you should be limiting coverage of anything that's below no. like NBA, if, NFL. If it's college baseball after the first inning, Gophers, Canisius. Tied at nothing. If but can't you, you offer? Or, but, but Gophers home run from so and so lead okay, to zip. Okay, but, but forget about play by play because I'm with you. Like I play by play, I could I could go without that on Twitter. If someone's there and offers commentary or opinions, and they're also limited, Dave even though this is real, very clear to one tweet per inning. That's ridiculous, isn't it? But isn't it funny that we all thought this was true because the NCAA would this would totally and be something? I, and here's what I think: I think it was true, and and the the feedback was was not very positive towards it. And so they're like, oh, yeah. that's not true. That's not true. I bet you it was. By the These way, buffoons could screw up anything. If you can't police big-time universities with prostitution rings and six- and seven-figure shoe deals hey. going through multiple channels that to high school players. That dorm was named after my brother-in-law, damn it. <laughs> he died in 9-11. Have some respect. How are you going to police Twitter? Oh, there man. is nothing better, though, when, than when Vikings training camp starts and every person out there live tweets the practice. That's always my favorite. Oh, gosh. Hey, Chris Cook just intercepted the ball. It looks really good. Laquan Treadwell caught a pass. He looks fantastic. I bet he could be the number three receiver this season. Congratulations to this, to this nerd. Koinonia. K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. Koinonia. That is correct. Heck of a job. Heck of a job. Anybody watch what, the spelling bee? What word was that? Koinonia. Koinonia. Yeah. How and why do kids... You just listen to him spell it. Can you spell Koinonia? No. <laughs> No. Absolutely no chance. K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. That is correct. That sounds good to me. Yeah, it works. Okay, I'll do it again. Let's, okay. Judd, you want to try first? <laughs> oh, I got no shot. K-O-I-N-A? No. No. It gets confusing. O-N-I-A. Yeah. Good for that young man. Good for that kid. Heck of a job. Do they just memorize the dictionary? Is that what happens? No, they're just brilliant when it comes to language of origin. And you know, okay, that came from German, Germanic oh, language. There's a schwa. There's a, there's a they, schwa in there. Do they all ask all, all five questions that they can? Because you can ask, what, language of origin? You Use can a definition. Yeah. Do they always milk that? Because the pace of play of the spelling bee is a problem sometimes. I feel that. like you should just try to see if the judges slip up. Can you spell that for me? Yeah. <laughs> K-O-I-O. Oh, you almost had me. 
Uh, let's wrap this up with two more mean tweets. Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley has pancake t- <laughs> That's not true, because I would eat him. Oh, oh. That and, was improv at the end there, wasn't yeah, it? Yes, that was. And uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe looks like he cries. So can I get a kiss from a rose by seal? <laughs> really? I'm not crying, but I'll sing this <laughs> The Mackie and Judd show will continue in a moment. Wow, the suspense. That's a, that's a suspense. cliffhanger. Mackie and Judd. Cliffhanger. cliffhanger. On 1500 ESPN. Bill Mackie, Judd Zolgad. I like these guys, but sometimes they think they're too damn smart. Mackie and Judd. Dummies. Mm-hmm. On 1500 ESPN. We haven't even, we're two hours into this thing. we got Doogie coming up in, in ten minutes for some... Inside information about our local sports teams, but I was at Target Field for a while yesterday afternoon, and uh, I wasn't. Derek went down there. We did a Touch 'em All podcast after uh, after Molitor and Maurer spoke, and he's got some reporting on 1500ESPN.com, and 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 he reported on the Touch 'em All podcast too. But basically, Joe Maurer went out hoping to maybe play last night, and he went out, did some field work, and had some concussion symptoms return. And then once he got back to the clubhouse, this is where I'm a little bit like confused. As if if he had concussion symptoms returning, why is he doing an interview even? But he did speak to media, and he told, respectfully, I'm sure he told the cameras that he just didn't want the camera lights in his face yeah, because of concussion your, symptoms. Yep. So yeah, makes it hurt. Um, it's kind of just open ended right now for Joe Maurer. If you would have asked me three weeks ago, all right, he's batting 300. He's got a 400 on base. Not a lot of power per usual these days. But playing gold glove caliber defensive first base, what do you think the future of Maurer is? I would have said two to three more years with the Twins, a lot less money than $23 million. You ask me today, I tend to lean more toward what Royce thinks, which is this is this probably is the end of the road for him. And and if he doesn't want to play elsewhere, if he's not going to go sign with some other team and the right. Twins say, listen, we just like we just need something durable there, we need something, we just need some more power there, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not good for him. Concussion and back problems are always something I'm very uh, skeptical of when people say, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's back home. He's working out every single day. He's lifting weights. He's doing this and that. Yeah. Because you, those are two things that until the person gets back and is playing for, for a substantial amount of time, it's so often that, that you hear, they're doing great. They're doing great. They're doing great. Setback. They're doing great again for yeah. two, for two or three days. Setback. I think both from a human and business standpoint, though, if you're the twins, the exit plan on Joe has to be in place now. And that's to say, Joe, we need you to take care of yourself. We're concerned about this. But, Joe, you dove for a ball. I mean, it's not it's not like you got in a home plate collision. It's not like you got beamed in the head. You dove for a ball as a first baseman, which you're going to have to do on, on occasion. And it jarred you. And and if you don't have or if you didn't have a history of concussions, you'd be fine or it might hurt a little bit. But the point being is, I think this makes it very, very simple from both a human and business aspect to say it's probably best that, that you take care of yourself. And it's best that we find a long term solution yeah. for ourselves as far as first base. Goes. I think we're headed toward Miguel Sano starting first baseman in 2018 uh, later on this year, like or he's been sprinkling in. But. But he'll be the opening day 2019 starting first baseman. Dozier probably either gets traded this summer or signed somewhere else, and you wind up you make him the qualifying offer. He goes somewhere else. It's the Dozier thing is is a key cog here because if he's there, then Nick Gordon 
Is he shortstop? Then then where do you what do you do with Jorge Polanco? If you remove Dozier from the equation, it's pretty easy. Polanco's your shortstop, waiting for Royce Lewis to take his job at some point. Yep. Gordon's your second baseman or flip flop him, whatever. Like those are your middle infielders. And then in the short term, Eduardo Escobar can be your third baseman, where he's much better defensively and and has some pop with his bat than Miguel Sano, who plays first base. Um, my best guess is that's what happens. That that and by the way, with Brian Dozier, we've talked about this, but if they had a ton of interest in him being around for three or four years, they would have offered him a, some sort of contract extension or had more discussions a year ago. Yeah, he's like, gone now. Yes. But he's for almost for sure gone. Yep. And you're looking at Miguel Sano first base, middle infield Polanco and Gordon, and then I think you don't really have a ready-made prospect at third base. Who's, so. who's your who's your potential opening day third baseman in 2019? Then probably at Eduardo Escobar, team, if, if he signs. Yeah, because he's up. But yeah, I think I just think as far as the as Joe goes now, I'm with with you. A month and a half ago, he was playing pretty well, and I thought to myself, I'd I'd probably bring him back on a short term deal. But now with this, it's just going to continue continue to be a problem. And I mean, he he also might say, I'm just done because you can't keep going through through this. This has to be awful, right? I mean, this has to be terrible. Where you where he jars himself, jars his head, and now it's a problem again. And then it develops into a full fledged, according to him, a concussion. And now you're foggy and hazy and going mm-hmm. around through life. When when you have to say, I'm going to see if I, I can even watch an entire game, that's a problem. That's a life problem, not a baseball problem. So and and the the only the only X factor I would say is this. If they can get Sano to have a respectable to pretty good second half, is he here next year? Because that's the I think if they these guys are smart enough, I I think. That if they have the opportunity and Sano heats up, there's a very good chance they say, let's cut this thing right now and let's trade them. Yeah. I think they'd also like to, they've, so, so Kepler long term, unless they wind up trading him for, for a Chris Archer, although they had that chance, it sounds like earlier in the, in the year and they, and they just didn't like the package. But let's say Kepler and Rosario are long term fixtures mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out Buxton. I think they'd like, Brent Rooker to be part of the equation next year. He got off to a really slow start at Double A, but heating up recently. Yep. Uh, could Brent Rooker, if there's not an outfield spot, could Brent Rooker slide in at first base? Like there's, and Alex Kirloff was their first round pick from a few years ago. He's destroying Cedar Rapids low A pitching. Yep. I don't think he's ready at the beginning of next year, but Alex Kirloff is a guy. He's an outfielder. Maybe he's a first baseman at some point. So they've got guys in the pipeline that are coming up within the next two years that they'd like to make room for, I would think, unless they package those guys in a trade for something more established. But and your your 2019 plan in the outfield right now has to include the possibility of Rosario in left, Kepler in center, Rooker potentially in right. You can't right now put together a plan that definitely banks on Buxton. You just can't. No. no. So so and if if he can't play, if he's just not if he's just a guy that can pinch run and defensive replacement and type, then I guess Kepler moves to center. Yeah. Rooker is your right fielder. We broke down a lot of this. Just a quick plug on the Touch em All podcast from yesterday. It's about uh, I don't know, 30 minute episode. We got into Maurer, the future of Byron Buxton, and you can find that on 1500ESPN.com or anywhere you would subscribe to or find podcasts. The Touch em All podcast with Wetmore and I. Let's come back. Doogie with the scoop. Inside info about our local sports teams from the TCL broadcast studios. 
Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. You know what they need? Tweaks. 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 On 1500 ESPN. It's